It's Day of Homekins. Yeah, it is. For the win. <laughs> what? Already for the win? Uh, yeah, we're, we're running a little late tonight. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our pod. Welcome to our pod. <laughs> Walk yourself right in. Do you know that song? Welcome to my world. No, but I like Welcome to My Pod. It's a weird song from, <laughs> I want to say, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my world. <laughs> it's like very, <laughs> very cool, Andy Williams. I like Welcome to My Pod. That's what it's I like. nice, isn't it? That's what you like? That's what I like. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. I am a comedian. I'm an actress. We are a married couple. That is staying home during the pandemic. That's right. Together. Preach. Yas queen. With some recording equipment. Go off. <laughs> and this is episode... Who knows? Is this 24? Who knows I anymore? I didn't take the picture. We're, li- we're a little frazzled. This is I'm- not working out. Usual wines. <laughs> this is not working out. Usual Wines is bringing us this episode. Thank you, Usual Wines. That sounds like you're blaming Usual Wines. Usual Wines, I'm <laughs> sorry in advance. Hey, you got a problem? Talk to Usual Wines about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I like that plan. We would you like... The, I don't think they've listened to any... They don't listen to this. Hey, you Usual think? Wines, are you listening to us or not? Usual we love wines, you. if you're listening. Usual Wines, great wines. <laughs> not your typical like Trump. but they are your usual wines if you're listening um Mm-mm. that's my catchphrase from earlier in the podcast i know but it sounded to me don't for da- don't i i don't you're saying don't sully it that's what i'm saying don't sully don't sullenberger sully it. it don't Jeez. hero don't hero of Jeez. the hudson my catchphrase this is episode 24 this is episode 24 we weren't. We did not expect to still be doing this. No, it's crazy. So, if you're not from America, we're not doing great with the virus. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still at home. Hey, I don't know if you've heard. Oh, and like I guess like today, California they um unloaded, unleashed, unrolled, whatevs, unveiled, unveiled, unfurled. That's what they unfurled. A new plan for reopening because we had to redo the whole plan because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're. There's four phases. I think we're like four phases out where we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. So. Here's the four phases. There might be another 28 episodes. Of this. Here's, the, here's the four phases. You stay home. You don't stay home. COVID hits you. You hit the ground. <laughs> Did you ever hear that when you were a kid? Yeah. There's going to be two hits. Me hitting you and you hitting the yeah. damn ground. The damn ground? <laughs> were you a bully? This is how I find out you were a you bully. You know what? I was not a bully. <laughs> and I do not like bullies. I'm on the fence about that. <laughs> really? Can I, I have a question. If you're a bully, mm-hmm. do you like bullies? Bullies, we want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, so if, Get out your phones, bullies. Are bullies self-loathing or are bullies unapologetic? I th- I think a lot of bullies are self-loathing. Uh-huh. But I think some bullies are bullies forever. 
and they just they Aww, they but the, here's the, it is sad because sad. the capacity we have to to trick ourselves mm-hmm. and to tell ourselves things that are not true can lead someone to say this miserable way that I'm living and behaving it's good and I'm glad that I'm doing I it. I personally find my capacity for telling myself things that aren't true is my only means of survival. <laughs> <laughs> you said a mouthful baby. <laughs> So I'm having my weekend water. It was a really full martini tonight because it was like <laughs> near the end of the Tito's bottle. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, do I finish off this, you know, little crumb? <laughs> this little crumb of vodka. <laughs> or do I leave it in the bottle taking up space in the area where the bottles live? Exactly. And I was like, I think efficiency is... The mother of invention. <laughs> is it? No. What is the mother of it? Necessity. Oh, necessity. Yes. Necessity. Okay. Well, anyway. Efficiency start- is the hobgoblin of little minds. <laughs> I thought that was boredom. No, that... Oh, wait. Consistency. Consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Is that is hobgoblin a positive or a negative? It's got goblin in it. How positive do you think it is? Depends on who you are. If you're like a Halloween person. (laughs) You think people are like, oh, great goblins are here. Hi, goblins. Why is consistency bad? Because I find consistency positive. I think it's just like you got to mix up your thinking. I think that's what that expression is about. Really? I think. That's what that means? I think. Hmm. (laughs) No. Do you want to look it up? No, I mean, no, I'm saying no to the saying. <laughs> I'm saying no. Just a, a hard no, hard no. pass. I'm saying no because I find consistency a positive quality. Like you should be, you know, intellectually consistent. There are many, there are many positive things about consistency, but if you, I think the idea is that you want to keep an open mind. Oh, I find I see what you're saying. Also, it might have been the expression. Also, might be a tongue. I've I've only ever heard it used tongue in cheek Mm. for when people fuck something up, Mm. and they say consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I made that mistake, and it's great. (laughs) That doesn't even apply, in my opinion. (laughs) So they're saying, like, if you mess something up, they're gonna say you shouldn't have been consistent. That's what they're saying. Right. Or if they catch you saying something contrary to something you said before. Here's what I think would be great. If you had a Judge Judy style show uh-huh. and you judged expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Personally? Or somebody? There's literally no one else here. <laughs> also, um, so here's what's going on, guys. We haven't really seen other humans <laughs> in many weeks. That's we not true. Na- I know we saw our neighbors. I'm just consistency saying, is the hobgoblin of oh little God, minds. You know what that saying is the title is, of is this a episode. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that saying is piece of shit. That might be the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put shit in the title. We can do the asterisk. I guess. My aunt listens to us and says I cuss too much. My aunt I mean, Phyllis. that's a real aunt thing to say. <laughs> Well, because Aunt Phyllis, you know, she does. She doesn't want me. You know. Can I ask you just something? Dropping the f bomb all the time, like I do, but <laughs> that's just how I hey, do. Aunt Phyllis, you've heard it all before. <laughs> Come on. 
I know. We're all adults I have here. such a bad mouth, and, and I want you to hold your question, because I do want you to ask me this something. Yes, I remember. Okay. okay. But when I was coming up, my mom would, like, lament, you know, my mom, who has a terrible mouth. Yeah, she, she curses talks all like the a time. Sailor, okay. But like, I went to Catholic schools and not, you know all this proper bullshit Southern stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like this and that and you know whatever. And she's like, I can't believe, you know, I worked my fingers to the bone to send you to some private school. And you have such a sailor's mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why. Because if you've ever been at Catholic, I mean, you don't even know the dirty stuff that you learn at Catholic school. Like, shit goes down there. It's, a, it's such a weird mixture of the filthy things you learn and then just basic stuff that you should learn that you are not taught at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, please proceed with your question. You are from the South. That's exactly right. But you don't say aunt. You say aunt. Because I, cause I'm from originally from West Virginia, like Appalachian. No one in Appalachia would say aunt. They say aunt? They'd say aunt. Do they say ain't? Like ain't be? Mm, oh, yeah. Probably like more deep in the holler. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep, in the the holler. deep in the holler. I would never say ain't. Y'all, the girl's going to get up <laughs> some trouble deep in the holler tonight. That y'all person's more coastal southern in my opinion. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whatever. We just throw the we we liberally throw the f bomb around. Yes, it's true. But you probably didn't grow up doing that. Mm, I I went through when I was a kid and I learned to curse. I cursed a lot, and my mother hated it. She would. I it was not like I would curse around her on purpose. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. That mm-hmm. was forbidden. Mm-hmm. But, but like F bomb, I did. Full yeah, absolutely, bomb. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, the kid next door taught me how to curse. And you your cousin? No, 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 the other side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then when, I feel like when I was in high school, I was very, um, I was very proper in a way, and I did not, mm-hmm. I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, and I don't think I really cursed much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, when I got into stand-up, I would never curse on stage, but I cursed a lot off stage. Right. And that's well, you famous, that's kind of where I settled you in. You famously don't curse on stage. You famously it's don't. It's true. I still feel like it's a crutch. You get a little off the rails when you're in a like a um, how shall how shall we say a bathhouse. <laughs> no, when you're on stage doing a how shall we say. How do you say a rant? Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yes. A bit of a rant, a bit of a off the cuff, a bit of a improvised monologue. Exceporinios. Sometimes, yeah. But when I'm working out new material like curse, I don't like it. It feels very. It feels like a crutch to me. I'm very aware of it. Mm-hmm. But it's the mm-hmm. anxiety of like doing new material mm-hmm. and filling in silences with cursing because cursing always gets a little bit of a laugh. Well, there's passion behind it. Passion. Passion. Do you remember that Rod Stewart song? 
I'm sure I do if I knew what, if you gave me some more clues. It was called passion. I'm sure I know it. And I think the course was him saying the word passion. Well, That's sing, all. Singing That's it. the word passion. You know what? Good call, Rod. <laughs> He's a passionate guy. People can relate to that. Do you think that, that him is. having the same haircut for <laughs> multiple decades is the hobgoblin of little minds? Do minus? you think that he um, he like uh, he was like, nope, I, I, this is my signature. Like people like try. Yes, to, like, I talk think that's exactly out. what he. People did. try to talk him out of, and he's like, nope, this is me. I started this way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it this way. I bet. I bet over the years, some people have said, "Hey, maybe you want to mix it up." Because of the hobgoblin, the hobgobliners. Oh, why do these hobgobliners? <laughs> I hate that saying so much. And I <laughs> you wish, really do. I wish that you had never taught it to me ten minutes ago. I'm because so, I'd I never even so damn sorry. heard of it. I never heard of it until tonight. I never even damn heard of it. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's a garbage saying. Why? Why does it bother you so much? I hate it. <laughs> why? <laughs> It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't even like, first of all, we had to like discuss it for five minutes to even understand what it meant. (laughs) And then second of all, it doesn't really apply to anything properly. Mm -hmm. Like if someone said that to Rod Stewart, I'd clock him. I'd clock him. Because you know what? He knows who he is. Mm -hmm. He's got his hairstyle. He committed to his hairstyle. His fans love it. But you're and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck you and your goblins." Okay, you're saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But are you saying you clock someone if they suggested that he change his hairstyle, or you would clock someone if they said to him, "Consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds." Consistency is the hobgoblin okay. of little minds. All right. Oh, it's so little that his career hasn't completely been consistently amazing since he started. What if somebody said it? What if somebody said know. it to me? Then they're going. I'll cut that. I'll cut them. <laughs> I'll cut them. Thanks, honey. <laughs> it's nice I'm to know. said bitch, but what stopped you? Because some people object to that mm-hmm. um, slur. Yeah, I like it. It's a it's a charged like word and people it. are divided on it. It's true. I was calling nobody a bitch because that person was a hypothetical bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like I don't personally find I understand people having objection to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Then we get into like, you know. Oh, you can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the thought police came. They showed up. Oh, uh, you can't see anything. Political correctness. We're on a mock. <laughs> the SJWs. I just per- I I get that it's like a gender specific slur, mm-hmm. but it's not for me because I'll call anyone that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I find it in the term in the in the spectrum of slurs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind the, of a the slur, milder. The Slurkdrum. <laughs> That's the title. No, the, title. Uh, the Slurkdrum. Oh, I thought you said Slurtrum, which is better than Slurkdrum. Oh, is it now? Yeah, I just punched it up. <laughs> I think you punched it down. <laughs> I mean, and we don't punch down in comedy. <laughs> I think if I were a comedian, 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> like you haven't been rehearsing this speech. <laughs> I was going to take that stand-up class, member, And I was trying no. to talk Amanda into doing it with me. Oh, that was like, when was like five years ago. And I was like, oh, we're going to take that stand-up class. And I had a little book that was like this size. I'm holding up like a two-inch size. It was like a little book. What was the book? It was blank, and I wrote Oh, in. oh. <laughs> it was like a stand-up comedy textbook. And I was like writing in like, oh, like the remote. <laughs> Fertile ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to be like, where are my ladies at? <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, take a break. <laughs> I want to talk to the ladies. <laughs> I got the ladies listening. What? Uh, first of all, my re- I could update the remote material because they keep updating remotes. <laughs> they keep updating remotes, unless you have Directv. <laughs> can we talk for yes? Can we talk for a second about our remote? Because it's cuckoo. Thank you to everyone who responded. Oh, we got like a meme now. And said that they hear the cuckoo. And someone designed a beautiful uh, cuckoo clock with us in it. That was kind of scary, I thought. I kind of, what? That's the merch I want. (laughs) And they put you in that yellow suit. It was awesome. It was the Mr. Peanut Butter suit. But but they made it yellow. Yeah, she yellowized it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait. Mm -hmm, Listening. What was I saying? The remote. The remote. Guys, it's going to be a tight five. We're not cord cutters. We're no. elderly people. We're we hate money and we like to. We spend. hate it. <laughs> We're like terrible. With we it. hate it. Mm-hmm. What am I going to spend it on? A trip to the hospital? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm spend if it I on get sick, cable. I'm going to die. I'm not even yeah, going to fight. That's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. Yeah. Um. So we still have cable. I think because we like to watch things live. You can nowadays they are starting to um, add live sections to the apps, and that was something that wasn't happening cord cutting wise. Like when our friends would come to us, like, "Can we watch Breaking Bad at your house?" Yeah, I was like, (laughs) "Okay, how's that cord cutting going?" Ah, how's that cord cutting going? (laughs) I like to. um, Well, first of all, I love local news. It's, I'll be the first. Local news is kind of fun to watch. I feel bad because local news is being like eaten up by a giant conglomerate mm-hmm. where they want to brainwash us into speaking Russian or something. Well, so is everything. Exactly. <laughs> okay. They were brainwashing you, us into speaking Russian. Because <laughs> it's, like it's like Putin owned or something. Mm-hmm. It's like the NRA or something. But here's the thing. <laughs> it is. They are. They're buying up. There is. There's a whole thing where they're buying up local news stations. Putin and the NRA are buying up. Are they doing it together or separately? Okay, maybe not necessarily direct line to Putin, <laughs> but state-run TV. I mean, mm-hmm. but and that's what I'm just saying. I'm just going to say. Gotcha. Um, in general, local newspapers. Mm-hmm are very important to support because they are a tool for keeping democracy alive. Local news stations, now that they're state-run, don't know for sure, (laughs) still love local news, though. Yeah. It is folksy. Mm -hmm. It is um, 
It's of the now. There's people that have that have been the anchors for a million years. They have like a rapport, yeah. and they're you know, and it, it, and and if you go to a city, which I haven't since 2020 has mm-hmm. started because we're stuck where right. we are stuck. That's right, and we don't get upset. Um, <laughs> we get what we get. You're stuck where you're stuck, and you don't give a fuck. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> That's the title. And then you bang your That's gavel. <laughs> you stuck or you stuck and you don't give a fuck. It's good. It stays in. <laughs> Order in the 2020. All right. So <laughs> so here's the thing. When I go to somewhere and I'm in a hotel, I like love seeing their local news because mm-hmm. you get like a vibe. Yeah. Okay. It's a whole vibe. But how do you get local? I mean, I got the apps on my phone. I don't care. I'm saying like when <laughs> I'm on, I'm on television, mm-hmm. I want to see local news. Yeah. I want to see C-SPAN. I want to see cable. I mean, I got it all going on. Yeah. I like to. I like sh- Stacy's mom over here. Channel surf. I like to channel surf. Mm-hmm. Streaming, you don't get a channel surfing. That's sensation. very true. That's very true. Look, they're just taking. You got to quit out of us. a million apps. They're robbing to, us of money. They're robbing us. We're paying. We're paying for cable. It's like they're robbing us. But honestly, here's the thing. I don't think we would think twice about it <laughs> if it weren't for that goddamn remote. That remote sucks Direct so TV, bad. Directv, if you're listening. Directv, you got to. Directv, if you're listening. Update your remote. Um, in order to, in order to switch, uh, inputs. So if we want to watch, oh, if we want to watch some streaming stuff, it, there is a barrier to entry. Uh, you have to, you have to just hold this button down and it goes through all the choices of inputs. I hate it so much. I want to kill somebody. And it's like a roulette wheel. It's just like going, going, going. And, and it's you, like, ding, 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 <laughs> And you're like, I can't fucking. <laughs> It takes you know it takes like four or five tries to get the right input that you want. Speaking of TV, mm. all these new streamers are we like we have to buy more? We have to fucking buy Peacock now? Yeah, that's right. That's the idea. <sighs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> all I do is watch television. It is my life's calling. Mm-hmm. It's my vocation, if you will. Yeah, not an advocation. As a child. I was raised by TV. Mm-hmm. And those are, that is my, that's where my loyalty, they're my parents. Did you know our TV. friend Lauren had a podcast called Raised by TV? Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. What was it about being raised by TV? It was about being, they would talk about, it was uh, Lauren Lapkus and John Gabris, and they would talk about the TV shows of their youth. Okay. And I'd been on it. It was a lot of fun. And one mm-hmm. time I did it live in Philadelphia with them. You did? And I got to share old Philadelphia television I remember with you them. telling me that. It was so That's much what fun. That was? Yeah. It was a yeah. blast. Captain Noah. You reminded me of that show at the UCB. Crass Brothers. That was like my favorite show. Oh, uh, the effed up and illegal video <laughs> show. I had this show. You guys. Okay, listeners. We may have talked about it on here before. Are you sure? think we may am i sure no okay new listeners (laughs) do i have a feeling that we did yes okay new listeners guess what you probably didn't hear this episode so we'll recap 
There was a show at the UCB. <laughs> there was a show at the UCB, which is the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It was a comedy theater that started in New York, and then they opened a branch in Los Angeles in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Yeah, mid aughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't so early. Right. <laughs> okay, and it was this tiny theater. Here's a fun callback. We were talking on a recent episode about that fake Hamlet production where there were billboards yes, all, all that's over. Yes, right. I couldn't remember that it was Hamlet. Yeah. I knew it was somehow connected to Unscripted, the HBO show that was half scripted, half not, with Frank Langella, produced by George Clooney. Someone was nice enough to send me the link all about that show, and I posted it to our Twitter, and you guys it is worth reading about in the LA Weekly. It is fucking bananas. They spent thousands of dollars. And it was at the Tamarin Theater, which then like became the UCB Theater LA. Yes. So that happened like right before it made the transition. Yeah, the Tamarin was just a black box theater. And I think it had gone out of business maybe and the UCB bought it. It was sort of like struggling. Um, anyway, I waited tables next door to there, so I was always there. I was like always there, and uh, and then and at the UCB, not the Tamarind. No, I went to the Tam. I saw Did, one- you were always at the Tamarind. Not always. I was always on the block. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I waited tables literally next door to that theater. Yeah, I was like just, I didn't know that door. you spent so much time at the Tamron Theater. I didn't spend so much time, but I did see the one-man show they referenced in that article. That's mm. a whole other story. So anyway, so there was a show at the UCB called Illegal F'd Up. F'd Up and Illegal Videos. F'd Up and Illegal Videos. And this was like, I want to say it was like 2006 mm-hmm. when it was at its peak. Mm-hmm. And it was always at midnight. It started at midnight. Yeah. We did probably. I think we did talk about this. You guys, <laughs> episode 24. Sorry. I don't know. Consistent. Look, consistency. <laughs> it's not the hobgoblin of little minds. It's great. Maybe it is. We're going to talk about this every episode. Anyways, a found footage. It was a found footage show. And Matt Walsh and Matt uh, Besser hosted it. And they dress up in the like these bandits, like in American flag. Yeah, they'd wear disguises, like they'd wear bandanas around their faces before it was cool. <laughs> and they would pretend like they've locked you in. So you get there and you sit down, and they're and they come out like draped in like American like patriot, like they're like we, you know, like we, no one can rule us. Like it, it was like it was basically <laughs> like they like were they would be comfortable with anti-maskers. Because they would be like, we're not sheep or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to show you some effed up and illegal videos and all this stuff. And they and they would. Um, so it was all this found footage, like kind of before the Internet, because they, they'd also do a sketch before they started showing the videos. They the would have they would have like a plant in the audience. OK, the one time. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I like loved this so much. It was so crazy. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but they would have a plant in the audience. And then, and it was it the sketch before? Or was it like halfway through, like in the intermission? No, it was always before they. Got oh, into it was the videos. Yeah. okay. Once the video started, that was it. Okay, so like they would basically pretend to be doing crowd work. We're like, oh, who are you? Like, what are you here for? Da 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 da. And then they would inevitably light 
upon some freaking student of the UCB that <laughs> you didn't know was a student of the UCB because everyone there was like a student of the UCB. Mm-hmm. And they would start like saying, why don't you come up on stage? Why don't we, you know, I don't know. They would always like mess with someone. And if it was a, like one time it was a woman and they were like, we're going to do a purse rape. And they're like, and then they would start chaining like purse rape, purse rape. Well, they would. That was a thing they would do with just regular people in the audience too. Oh, like like set it up. Though. They would like set it up so that when they got to the plant, it would be horrible. Right, right, right. But the 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 thing that Janie was talking about, I am hesitant to say it now. <laughs> it was not PC. Is that what you're saying? Because it's it's way less PC. It wasn't then, and it's way less now. But, it, but they, they would the call fun, it a purse rape. Part and of the, the idea, fun is that it was not PC. Yes. So you felt like you were locked into this. It was fake. You were locked in. You weren't yes. locked in. There was a lot of, there was just like this fake um, uh, underground, you Bravado. know, fight club yeah, energy like, to it that was all played for laughs. But the purse rape would was, they like were aggressive. They, like they get like aggressive and antagonistic at the audience. Yes, but always funny. I, it was oh, like, I thought it was you funny. never felt you never felt like you were in danger. It was always it was always silly. We were all playing along. Yes, everyone was playing along. Yes. Um but the the purse rape was <laughs> purse rape. they would take somebody's purse and, and they would just out. then dump it out and look at the stuff. And it would all and they and they would be like, Oh, what is tampons? And like they'd throw them in the audit. Like they just like, what is this bullshit? And then and then they would. I think they only did that with the plants. I don't think they did that with. Oh yeah, people. but that's what I'm saying. Like the plant, <laughs> and then the plant would come along, and they'd be like, "Well, that's I need that or whatever," and mm. it would escalate. It would like slowly, weirdly escalate. Where they'd be like, "What's that?" They'll be like, "That's my inhaler. If I don't have that, like I'll die." And they're like, "Oh, it's your fucking inhaler," and they'd like throw it, like whatever, and they'd be like, "No, I really need it." And then they'd start like coughing. They'd be like, "I need it." And then like they'd have like blood like stashed. Always in there. blood capsules. <laughs> they yes. had a blood capsule like stashed in their in their mouth. And then they'd start like bleeding from the mouth. And they'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like they'd just be like so mad at this. Part. And it would and like for like two seconds, you would feel it would feel real for like like two. It was like mm-hmm. kind of I guess what how, how people enjoy wrestling. I don't. Yeah. I don't go to wrestling stuff. Here's but what they like, would do is they would get they would let the tension happen. And then the resolution of the tension, like whenever the person died or whatever, it was always ridiculous. So the the tension was in, oh my god, what's going to happen? And then when the thing did happen, you realized it was a joke. And like and like for two seconds, like Matt Besser would be like, I think he's really coughing, or <laughs> yeah. you know, like like he'd yeah, break yeah, yeah. like his mask for like a second, yeah. and you, and then you'd be like, wait a minute, this isn't a plant, like <laughs> you know, like maybe the plant's coming later. I don't know, like so dumb. It was so like I don't know. It was like my favorite show, and then they would have the most outrageous like found footage. Yeah, which you don't, you can't have a show like that anymore because all you need. Ha- because there's YouTube. There's the internet. But yeah. it's like... That, but it's that was, curated and it's like... And it was like underground stuff. And yeah. it would be like Asian... Like weird Asian porn and stuff. It would be like... <laughs> so, it's just, or like bad television. Like people who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did like really embarrassing things on television. Weird that you old can't ads find and anymore. things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the t- It was the very, very, very tail end of the days when people would pass tapes around. And there when was there like, would be, I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be a found footage festival. Yeah, I remember that. Because we, they'd come through this bar he's yeah. working, but like, uh, and I loved when they'd come, like they would always like get really good found footage and stuff like that. Speaking, Do you remember Lost Magazine? I think it was Lost Magazine that yes. hosted it. Yes. Do y'all remember Lost Magazine? 
Speaking of remembering things, yes. I'm remembering that we have to take a break. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh, well, we'll be right back. Guys, hang on to your hats and listen to a message from our sponsor, Usual Wines. Hi, Stay F Homers. Have you tried Usual Wines yet? It is your perfect choice for weekend water. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. They're low carb and have zero grams of sugar. But wait, don't grapes have sugar? <laughs> yes! But... To clarify, all usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. These grapes are picked at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugar will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. So yeah, the wines are clean. This ensures the wines are as dry as possible and lower in calories. Check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use our discount code STAYFHOMEKINS for $8 off your first order. Also, the bottles they come in are totally cool and mod looking and you'll want to save them to put flowers in. So try your first glass on us. We hope you enjoyed that message from our sponsor. We do hope that. That's our hope. You get $8 off if you order some. <laughs> Eight? I know. You get a glass of wine on us. Oh, oh. Oh, so we just have the one sponsor this week. I know. Oh, have, a, have a glass of wine on us. Usual wines. Sponsor. Usual wines. And There's nothing suspect about usual wines. <laughs> I think that should be their thing. But but they're leaving money on the table. I agree. All right. Uh, a, 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 a foolish consistency what? is the hobgoblin of little minds. So we fucked it up from the get-go? Well, I did. I don't get it. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh, okay. A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds adored by little statesmen and philosophers and divines. I don't know if that's supposed to be a poem. Hmm. Was he a poet? He was, right? He was was emphasizing the importance of individualism. Look. And its effect on an individual's satisfaction in life. Wait, a foolish consistency... Is the hobgoblin... Of little minds. So it's not really like saying like, you know, the definition of insanity is doing <laughs> No. Which I guess is not really the definition of insanity. Whatever. Um, it's Do you mean like it's not the dictionary definition? What have you looked up the insanity in the, the dictionary? DSM, the, the, the DSM-5. Yeah, five and it just said uh, doing the same thing over and over again. You expect a different result. <laughs> the doi... It's ba- so basically what it's saying is be a nonconformist. Yeah, I think so. So if someone said that to Rod Stewart, they would be wrong, essentially. Honey, I can't argue with you there. You're absolutely right, and you would be right to clock that person. Because basically what Rod Stewart is saying to the world with his hairstyle <laughs> is a foolish concern. Consistency is the hobgoblin of, but his consistency is not foolish because he's Mm-mm. made so much, you know, fans and love and money and he's career. No fool. <laughs> I really don't know anything about Rod Stewart. I'm just speaking about you know what him. He, you know what he sounds like, and you know that haircut. Oh yeah, and I know I know set. a lot of his music. Sure. I mean, and also I like the band he was in before. 
faces. The faces. The faces. Stay with me. Great song. Yes. It's a real jam. Yes. Right? The faces. Yeah. That's some good stuff. <laughs> then there's also a band called Small Faces. What? Yeah. But I can't think of their their big song right now. <laughs> Small Faces had a big song. Small fa- Small Faces had a big song. <laughs> That's the like the earliest entertainment tonight. So tell me about you. Let's talk about you. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm going a little cuckoo in uh, stir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did some. I did some work today. I had some I know, uh, voiceover stuff that I did. I, well, thank you. <laughs> I was proud of you. You're it, doing hustle. You're doing the hustle from. I'm home. doing the hustle. The hustle from home. The home hustle. This day of hustle. The home soul. Um, and you know, I'm I'm very glad that I'm able to do that stuff mm-hmm. and that I've I've put together like my little home studio and everything. One but, day we'll pay it off. We'll get to pay it off with the job. <laughs> I think it's I think we're close to paying it off. I think we're close to paying off all okay, that equipment. Good. Okay. <laughs> um but I you know, I'm not I'm still learning how to use all this mm-hmm. shit. And it's frustrating. And Right, and this is not your people go to people study years yeah. to learn how to do this and yes. they're asking actors to like have to know how to do all this stuff yes. and it's kind of it makes me upset for the sound engineers because they're probably more frustrated than any of us. Oh, for sure. Well, there's a there's a lot of people that are that are putting together podcasts where, you know, like Scott Ackerman who hosts Comedy Bang Bang, mm-hmm. he has multiple guests on his show every week. Yeah. And now you're you're increasing the amount of variables when people are recording from home. Speaking of podcasts, we should share with our listeners that we got to appear on a podcast this week. Going deep. Yes, that's right. With Lily Sullivan. Well, we don't know when it's going to come out, though. Oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, so what Scott is dealing with is yeah. people with varying, varying equipment, uh-huh. varying internet speeds. Uh-huh. You have to, you know, people, if they, you have to hope that they remember to record a backup of their own audio. Yes. Which sometimes people don't. Yes. And so it's, it's a little bit of a nightmare because we are all learning the stuff. Like, look, you're listening to this podcast. If the sound has been inconsistent over the last 24 weeks, it's, it's because we don't know we're, what the fuck we're, doing. we're still figuring it out. Sorry. And I have Paul run the sound tonight. I'm running the sound tonight. Now it turned out before. It was well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Also, I'm kind of like I don't hear very well, so I'm not the best person to be doing this. But what? I, I thought maybe if I listened to the sound, it would make a difference. Yeah. And now I'm terrified that it will not make a difference. Nothing's going to make a difference. <laughs> but here's here's what would happen is we would record the podcast because we like to record it and upload it the same night. Like we record it and then it goes out into the air. That's it. But when I would hear it back, I would hear my vo- I would hear my distortion on my voice. Yeah, because I'd set your level, and then at some point you would like peak louder, yes. and it would blow out the. Which is terrible, but because we don't, we're not both monitoring the sound at the same time. But folks, I know this is boring. Bear with us. It's so boring. <laughs> it's, it's, I, w- I actually want to kill myself. Okay. Well, why don't you do that while <laughs> I do this? I just uh, sorry. Is this. T- it's the sound stuff. I can't. I don't understand how to do it. I know. Well, we're going to figure because here's the thing. 
every week we'd listen to it. We'd hear it back a little bit. We don't listen to the whole episode, but we listen to a little bit of it. We test it. Quality control. And I would hear it and I would say, okay, we got to figure out how we can both monitor the sound at the same time so that this doesn't, so we, so we know how close we are to the mic, if we have to pull back, whatever. And then a week would go by <laughs> and no research was done. Well, there's no way I could figure it out. I can tell you that. No, I'm not blaming you. But even up till today, and today I thought I had it figured out on my own how we could do it. And then it was, I didn't, but I didn't commit to getting every piece of equipment that I needed to do it. And I thought, no, no, no. I I think I see we're like 90% of the way there. All I have to do is this. Right before we start recording, tried it didn't work made me so mad i was like worried you were gonna be like let's not record like that one night oh that one night or that one night but i was glad that you were like no shake it off like taylor swift and do it i said let's shake it off like taylor swift and do it and i was proud of you that's too proud of me's thank you honey i'm always proud of you i'm always proud of you I don't know why. I don't. I didn't <laughs> oh, what a terrible thing to say! I don't do anything. That's not. Special. That is absolutely not true. I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything. You do everything special. I'm like I do a lot, but here's the thing. <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> like a lot. It's a, a lot. lot. What you do. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What if we had a teenager? Oh, can you fucking imagine? Sorry, Aunt Phyllis. <laughs> if we had a teen. Oh, what if we, we had a teenager that we were locked up with? God, just somebody who hated us. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Ugh, mom, dad. Ugh. Somebody that two years yeah. ago was our best friend, like loved us. <laughs> Is that how? Thought we were funny. Is that always the trajectory? It's not, right? Some teens like their parents. So, well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> teens are like their parents. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Bullies, take a break. 1-800-STAY-UP-HOME-GAMES. <laughs> I wish we had a call-in show. Oh, my God. If we had a call-in show. I mean, is that where we're headed? Yeah, I I listened. I kind of listen a lot to a call-in show mm-hmm. that I like to listen to. I won't say it on the air. Why won't you say What is it, Alex Jones? Why would you say it on the air? I don't know. I feel like people will think it's messed up. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to say it? You're allowed to say whatever you want. I love Dan Abrams. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> he takes the calls. He he speaks to the he speaks to it. I don't agree with everything he says. But I like that he is mm-hmm. curious. I will say today he did some stuff on John Adams. Not my fave. John Adams. Oh, he's got like a book. John Adams is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got like a book or whatever. Oh, who do we need another book on John Adams? Jesus maybe, Christ! I don't know. What, what it are we was. going back around maybe now? It wasn't John Adams. It's somebody old though, and like John Quincy Adams. <laughs> maybe I don't. Are they not the same person? No. What? 
<laughs> That's why the Quincy gets involved. What? Yes. It was his son. Are they the same people? Oh, it's like Donald yes. Trump and Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> yeah, if you like. <laughs> DJ TJ. I'm not, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying like, I like when Dan Abrams has his dad on. His dad is like a leading authority on the First Amendment. He's like tried more. Oh, I didn't know that. What? He's like tried more First Amendment cases in front of the Supreme Court than mm-hmm. like, I don't know who. Maybe not anyone, but he, a lot of them. He's mm-hmm. tried a lot of them. Anyway, I like it because he knows his his stuff. Yeah. And uh, I like that. Um, listen. I don't agree with everything he says, but that's why I like the show because from what from what I've listened to when you listen to it. Yeah, I listen to it sometimes when Paul's around. And I don't like when Paul comes around when I'm listening to it. <laughs> but I get so jealous. It is what it is. Oh, you like this guy, huh? <laughs> I don't like it because I'm afraid like he's going to go off on something and he's going to think that's the whole scope. No, of the no, show. no. I, I look. I'm familiar with the guy before. I didn't before he had the radio show. Well, he is like he's like a famous television legal. He was on No You Shut Up one time. Oh, he was. Yes, he was. Uh Um, but he he his whole thing is the law is the letter of the law. That's right. So when people want to talk about whatever's going on, politics through the lens of the law. Yes. So he's interested in sort of like like impeachment was happening, you know. Yeah. Which I'm kind of okay. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Can't talk about politics in 2020. You just can't. Well, people lose their fucking minds. It that is true. That is very true. People lose their fucking minds. Maybe that's what happened to me. That maybe you lost I, your maybe mind. I lost my mind. Maybe politics broke my brain. <laughs> Who cares? It's all a distraction. Hey, you don't care about my brain? No, I love your brain. Thank but here's you. the thing. The reason they want us at one another's throat and they want all this stuff to happen is because there's a power grab for the executive branch and they don't want any oversight over it. And the problem is that there's this guy who's evil, (laughs) who has been behind the scenes for a really long time. You're talking about the Grinch. If that's, if that's, who you think William Barr is, yes. <laughs> what if William Barr steals Christmas this year? William Barr has stolen America he's this a, year. He's the fucking worst. He's been around. Like, he's a mo- he's like, literally you, a monster. Okay, so like he's the guy in the... He's a hobgoblin. He's like, he's like the guy in the... He's like at the end of The Shining when you're looking at all the photos throughout history and Jack Nicholson is there every time. Mm-hmm. William Barr is that guy. That's by the way. That's not what happened. It was one picture. <laughs> you think like there's a picture of Columbus, <laughs> and there's well, Jack Nicholson on the Santa Maria. <laughs> you know what? They missed an opportunity because how much creepier would that have been? That would have been. You know what? You fucked up, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Amateur hour. The Shining isn't my favorite movie. Is that weird to say? You do love that movie. I How long love, has it been since you've seen it? Uh, it's been a while. It's been like, I want to say like six years or so. Okay. Six Maybe years. we should watch it on Halloween. I haven't seen it in a long time. 
It's it's I love it. You know, I went to that wedding that you were unable to go to. I know. That was at the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. I know. Colorado, excuse me, where the shining it was the inspiration for the shining. Yes, in Estes Park. Yes. Estes and they Park, make Colorado. a they make they play it up it's like, like it's haunted it's and all that shit. Their, it's part of their mythology, yes. their folklore. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. give tours which I heard one day when I was trying to take a nap. <laughs> but they um in the bar it's got a beautiful bar, by the way. Uh-huh. And in the bar, they show... What's the name of the inn there? It's not the Overlook. No, 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 no. It's like Estes Park Inn or something. That's no, the Stanley Hotel. Oh, it's the Stanley. Yeah, the Stanley. Oh, it's actually called the Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, they will... They have on the bar TVs, they have The Shining, mm-hmm. the Stanley Kubrick movie, mm-hmm. and... The miniseries adaptation of The Shining, that that the Stephen King approved one mistake. They have them both running on the TVs like a silent loop, but they play music. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I have a picture of me and John Hodgman at that bar, and it looks very The Shining. I don't think I've seen it. I'll I'll post it on the Instagram. I that's not what I want. I want you to give me all your photos for my cloud storage <laughs> guys i've been asking Paul for these do you know here. i went i Bye-bye. went i was going through my external hard drive uh-huh where i offload all the photos yeah and i was like okay i'm just gonna go through and organize these it this is gonna be quite a process no i want to put them in my cloud drive because you can do it like by face recognition i get that but there's so many there's so many doubles there's so many like tiny thumbnails that I grabbed from the web for some reason. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. And it's it's a mess and it made me so discouraged. <laughs> I did like one, It's I have to go through like, thankfully I did like put things in folders oh, of time and did. location or whatever. Yeah, because it doesn't do time. But if you were to like, if you were to type in like Colorado, it should pull up that picture of yes. you and John. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I can do that. That's one of the photos that's still on my computer because I came across it not long ago. Look, th- now this is boring. <laughs> uh, do you think but, it, I will, but I will post that picture. Do you think there'll be a time in America where we can talk about politics again? Or do you think this I, is I, just... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. That's, I think that's part of why I'm in such a a bad place right now is not knowing how long this is going to last and not knowing what's going to happen with the country and feeling like things are going to get so much worse before they even start to get better, which is, that's a big bummer thing to say. And I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, I don't feel like (laughs) things are going to get worse before they get better or better before they get better or worse. I just feel like, (laughs) I'll admit I had a tough time following that one. I feel like I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, like I feel like we're and so- that's that's that to me is a is a is a terrible place to be. I also I, uncertainty is a difficult thing to tolerate, but uncertainty is always on the table, right? True, but when things are particularly bad. Uncertainty and there's a lot of imbalance scary. in the world. There's a lot of imbalance. There's yes. not some much to grab onto right yeah. now. There's because things not. do seem to be getting worse. Hey, this is fun, right? <laughs> this is why you listen to this. I think people listen to it because we're just feeling our way through. Like I know they're very forgiving. People are very forgiving. People like when we talk about realness. I know. 
give me, giving me some realness. Serving real, serving serving current events, depression, realness. Serving some 2020 realness. I just feel like we're all in this place simultaneously. And it's almost impossible to not acknowledge it from time to time. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. I completely agree. Because otherwise, you'll just, you'll be like in a Stepford wife or like some insane, like, like, uh, what was that Jordan Peele movie? <laughs> What's the movie? Get Out? Get Out or yeah. something. Like, you just be like, yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, that movie was so creepy. Wait, what did we see her in? She was like, and a we cop. didn't recognize her no, first. She was like yes, a cop or what was something. it? What was it? Oh, was it defending Jacob. Yes, it was. Defending Jacob on Apple TV. Because I was like, oh my god, she was like in Get Out. Yeah, and um, and she was great, but we did not, we did not. Was it was cool. obviously a very different look. <laughs> and it was like, do we know? This happens a lot with us. When we see people on TV. Oh, you thought you knew that girl when we were watching that documentary. Yeah. Where it's like. And you're like, no, she was in Battlestar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You looked her we up. We watched the next year like, oh, documentary. No, she was just in Battlestar. Yeah, it's like, wow, she looks like a, she's like, she looks like a, like a friend of a friend, like somebody we met at a party. And then they showed a clip of her Battlestar Galactic. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that is you. <laughs> What's with the sci-fi performers being in a cult? Like there were like a slew of them. I mean, I guess Nexium looked like the most sci-fi cult name. Guys, we've been watching the Nexium documentary. It's got an X. It's got a V. It just started on HBO Max. It's called The Vow. If you haven't uh, checked out this cult, <laughs> <laughs> you may want to check it out. There's a- Please do. We are joining it. It looks great. <laughs> it looks great. Here's the deal. There's a um, an awesome podcast series called Discovering Nexium. Um, that's how I learned about Nexium was this podcast series. I guess there was an expose in the New York Times that I have paid attention to. Mm-hmm. But then when I got into this podcast series, I was like, oh, this is like a bananas cult. Like, I need to know more. And then, like, I read, like, a book from one of the cult leaders' ex-girlfriends, and he is, like, not a good dude at all. And so now HBO Max has now done the documentary treatment of Mm -hmm. this story. Because if anything is a big, weird-ass story like that, it gets the podcast, the book, and the docuseries. uh, The big three. Uh, (laughs) Podcast, book, uh, documentary. And and once you're in for a penny, like, you're in for a pound. Mm -hmm. Because then you're That's the way cults work. But here's what's so crazy about that. Like, I didn't understand. And from the podcast, like, you kind of felt like, okay, these people were seeking this sort of um, self-help system. It was like a system. And, and, uh, you know, and I kind of glossed over that listening to the podcast because I was listening more about like that. Like what the actual system was or yeah, supposed to the be? the actual system wasn't really laid out in the podcast. It right. was just glossed over uh, to talk about how like people got entrenched and where they landed mm-hmm. in the organization and yeah. stuff like that. And this documentary, the first episode came out and it started to explain kind of the system of it. And it was um, 
first of all, not very what you would think culty, like in terms of like people aren't being deprived of sleep. They're not being deprived of like protein. You know, they are still allowed to interact with family members. Yeah, it was much more like multi-level marketing kind of Yes, thing. it kind of starts as like sort of like um, like a business um, enhancement or, yeah. or like you go through these classes. And, but but here's the kicker, y'all. The classes are like thousands of dollars mm. and you're in like a shitty ass little like conference room in a hotel, like a hotel. Mm-hmm. So you're not even at like you're not paying thousands of dollars to be on the campus of Harvard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the halls of like the li- the law mm-hmm. library. Like you're literally And in- you're not on some ashram, you know what I mean? You're yeah. not like in a beautiful place. You're not in Hawaii, you're in Albany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Albany. That to me is one of the weirdest details. It, Albany, right? New York. It is like weird. And the, and, That's where it all started. And the way they like kind of manipulate you into spending this money is you're in you're you begin you begin in a place where you are looking for answers because you've hit your like wall. You're unhappy. You're unhappy. You're unhappy. And you're looking for something. And then they're like, okay, this is this thing changed my life. And it, if anyone says to you, I do think there's power in someone saying to you, like, this thing changed my life. It's, it's, it's there's powerful. power in that. There's also power in, and I completely get this, there's a structure to it where someone is saying, if you do these things, these are like concrete steps that you take, right? right? You do this, 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 and this. So when you have this thought, you think this instead or whatever. It's like, of course that's appealing. Like if somebody has a guidebook that says, if you're feeling bad about yourself or about your life, mm-hmm. here's what you do. You and do you these things. It. You can turn it Yes, and you, and you can start to feel those feelings. Yeah. But the problem is it's like... <laughs> It's, it's a scam. Always, it's it's a scam. always a scam. It's a scam because, and it does appeal to a certain level of narcissism in, in all of us. I mean, we all have narcissism. It's a spectrum. I'm not pointing fingers here. Well, I mean, one of the things that's great about me is I don't have that. <laughs> like, legitimately, my brother kind of doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But that's a whole other situation. That's true, yeah. Okay, so um, he's like kind of like a saint or something. Shout Whatever. Out to Alex. That's like my brother. Okay. Um, he, okay. It appeals to a certain level of narcissism because it convinces you that there's a shortcut to something. Yeah. And if you think that there is any kind of shortcut to, to growth and growth is inherently uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of what it is. Yeah. That if like if you believe that there is a shortcut that you can hack your way to self-actualization, then you're kind of like deluding yourself a little bit. Yes. If you're, if you're looking for something that is telling you, wouldn't you like to learn something? Wouldn't you like to always learn things the easy way as opposed to the hard way? And the way that the, unfortunately the, the way that life works is that, you learn a lot of things the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some things maybe as you get older, you're lucky enough to to remember past experience and say, okay, I've been here before. 
don't do that. Don't talk to this person. Don't get involved or whatever. Right. I, I, I have enough experience in my life that I know where that goes. Well, you start collecting evidence, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's, and then, and then you either pay attention to that evidence or you ignore it. Like I yes. do a lot of times, but that's my own problem. And I'm working on that guys. I, that's <laughs> okay. Honey, that's a lot of us. Same here. You know, <laughs> Um, I just, anyway, it was just a fascinating, like the structure of the organization was fascinating and it, it, it clearly is patterned after a lot of religions. Yeah. Like organized religions. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's I like, mean, that's where the money is. Right. <laughs> I cannot imagine like, okay. Every now and then I think about like starting a small business. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I could run a chocolatier like on the boulevard. That could be like my retire. <laughs> like I love chocolate. So that's right. like my own, I mean, I don't know how to make it, but I would like get into it and I would like, you know, I get high in <laughs> I would like recruit people. Um, whatever. That's a whole other thing. I follow Jacques Therese on Twitter. Okay. So, um, I, I was saying like, I'd love to run a small business. I would not like to run my own religion. Like I just couldn't, I would not, that'd be such a headache. <laughs> I don't care how much like lower staff you have. Like I would just be like, guys, I can't like today. I can't be your guru. Like I can't, like, I just need a day at the spa. I can't be your guru. Like, go figure it out on your own. That's like, like Father Yod. <laughs> oh, in the Source In the family. Source family. The Look, source this family. Is a, we've recommended the Source family before. But, so this is a spoiler. But it's one of my favorite details of this. It's a good this. cult. It's a horrible. It's not a good cult. It's but a it's victimless a victimless. Cult. It's kind of a victimless cult. Like all these people. Well, they all like ended sprung, up going into tech or something. It sprung up around a, a, a vegetarian restaurant. And all the people were in it for like the free love and everything. And then it, it, had, it took it had the same trajectory as all cults do yeah. where people are like, yeah, then uh, he started saying, I got to have sex with all the ladies. And I was like, but that's my wife. And then but then <laughs> at, at a certain point, the guy, Father Yod, Father Yod who was the, the leader I of the cult. I thought it was Yod. Is it Yod? I can't remember. I thought it was Father Yod. Is it Father Yod? Father Yod. Y-O-D. Maybe it's Yod. He said, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm God. And everybody's like, yes, you are. You are. You are. You are. And then he had a moment of doubt. And he was like, I tell you what. I'm going to go hang gliding. Yeah. I've never yeah. done hang gliding before. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing. I told I said this is a spoiler. Oh, okay. It's a spoiler. N- never hang glider before. Jump ahead a minute if you don't want to hear the end. <laughs> I'm going to go hang gliding. And if I land successfully, <laughs> I'm God. I guess I'm God. So then he, he, of course, he fucking crashed. And then he's lying there, like every bone broken. And there's 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 audio of him going like, uh, guys, I'm not God. And then they're all they're all the audio. they're all standing around. I'm like, no, you are, you are. He's like, no, guys, I'm not. I'm not. This was this is bad. This is bad. I'm not God. I don't remember the audio. Part. Oh, it's. I want to watch it again tonight. It's is that so. Do you know what we have to do? We have to start watching the Bill and Ted movies. Oh yeah. Oh, there's more than one. (laughs) There's the third one just came out today. I want to see the new one, but I've not seen the first two. I think we should watch. You don't need to, but I think it would be fun. I'm excited about. I think it would be fun to watch the first two because our friend Kristen's in it. Yeah, Kristen Shaw's in it. I think it would be fun to watch the first two and then watch the third one. Okay, but can we can we rewatch this? Can we just go to that part where he crashes the ankle glider? I'm yeah. not. Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm was, not like, God. There was someone who made this amazing 
uh, fruit platters or was that the hell on earth one? What? What's the hell on earth one? Or the hell above or hell on... What was the hell one? I, I'm asking I you. I watched a lot of cult movies, y'all, and they've conflated them all. They're all blending together. There's someone who made the fruit platters. You don't remember the fruit platter guy? Edible arrangements? Are yeah. they a cult? Oh my God, if he made edible... Yeah. I had um, an idea for a comedy called... Um, it was an edible arrangements workplace comedy. And I created a hashtag on Twitter like 12, 10 years ago. And the hashtag was edible arrangements workplace comedy. And I would just like pitch log lines all day. Remember when Twitter was fun? Now I can't be yeah, on Twitter. I know. I, I actually am only allowed five minutes a day on Twitter right now because um, I have a problem. <laughs> Her mom said she curses too much. That was my Aunt Phyllis. All right. Your mom said it too when you went to the private school. Everybody thinks I curse <laughs> too much. Maybe we'll have a point. You know what? I'm not a sheep. That's right. I'm not a sheep. That's I can right. say whatever I want. It's say called, whatever you want. Don't wear a mask. It's called freedom, y'all. That's right. Freedom. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. All right. I don't know what that means. We gotta. Is how fun? is that possible? Jet fuel does not steal beams. Does not melt steel beams. Jet fuel does not melt steel. Oh, the yeah. Now you get it. Now you get it. You thought I was accusing steel beams of theft. Guys, 9-11 was not a conspiracy. It was a terrorist attack. Okay, let's. We're gonna wrap this up. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> your beautiful bubble. All right, let's wrap this up. There's a whole commission on. We kind of so recommend we can recommend uh the Nexium documentary. Do you have other recs? Yeah. Go ahead. I think I do. I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay. Here's Yes, I remember. Okay, good. Okay, y'all. I got where my true crime peeps at. Where my true crime peeps. Everyone else take a break. Okay. So Back in high school, I read this book. It was called Fatal Vision. Maybe you heard of it. It was about this crazy murder that happened. The girl in the floppy hat. <laughs> there was a girl in a floppy hat. There was like a man. Acid is groovy. Acid and groovy. Kill the pigs, whatever. So then here's the deal. The book in and of itself became a controversy in and of itself because the author of the book befriended the murderer and <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying like they became like best friends and he's like I'm going to write this book and I'm going to clear your name and I just want the truth and I'm going to share all the money with you from the book Aww. and then they became like BFFs and then y'all the book came out let me tell you something. It did the opposite. He did not clear his name at <laughs> all. Okay? So then there was this other journalist. She was like a New Yorker lady. And she was like... Now, hold on a second. But, but you're saying that he was... It ended up the guy was not trying to clear his name. It's not like an accident that it didn't clear his name. When the book came out, fa- you're talking about Fatal Vision, right? Fatal Vision. Fatal Vision was like, uh, guess what? My best friend, he did kill these people. That's what he's saying. Yes. That's yes. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he was It was like, on incompetence. It was on purpose. It's sort of like complicated because 
Ooh la la. Okay. So then, so like this New Yorker lady, she was like, I don't think it's cool that you became best friends. This is part of the recommendation. <laughs> yes. It's come. It's a lot. Y'all. It's, Just recommend the thing. It's a lot. I don't even know what you're going to recommend. Bear with me. Just bear with me. So this journal, so this lady, so this New Yorker lady was like, listen, it wasn't cool that you <laughs> became best friends with this guy and then like pulled a, and then did a 180. So then she published a book. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> she published this little thing called Journalist and the Murderer. And that was a thing. Then like, okay. What was it called? Journalist and the Murderer. Jur- the Journalist and the, the Murderer. The Journalist and the Murderer. By Aesop. <laughs> <laughs> By Janet, some lady. And then, then like 10 years ago, maybe you've heard of Errol Morris. He's a, fan, he's a famous documentary maker. So he comes out with this fucking phone book of a book. And it was called A Wilderness of Error. I read all these books, y'all. Here's the deal. This is a complicated-ass story. Now there is a podcast. It is called. Um, I just forgot what oh, it was no. called. It was called something about morally. Yeah. I got it. Morally indefensible. <laughs> it's called morally indefensible, and it is so far. I'm three episodes in because there's only three episodes out so far. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And it has got stuff that was not in the first book. Not in the ladies book and not in the air i mean this is like there's extra stuff and this is a totally different person not one of these other people that you've previously mentioned correct it is a is a guy who does some podcast called crime town or something crime yes crime town i know that one yeah that's about the the mob in rhode island so get this now it's gonna get the full docuseries treatment on fx at the end of the month this is the podcast to listen to to prepare your minds. So wait, it's already been a book. Has it already been a book or it's just a podcast now? Is it going to do the hat what, trick? Has what been a book? Morally Indefensible? Morally Indefensible. No, Morally Indefensible is its own thing leading up to the docuseries of the book Wilderness of Error. <laughs> so so it's going it's going for the hat trick it's It's a hat trick podcast book and then of course it's going to be a miniseries yes it's going to be a docuseries at the end of the month on fx so you gotta listen it's decided but here's the thing y'all go ahead and read everything read the whole damn thing read fatal vision read murderer and the journalist Read Wilderness of Error and then get yourself involved in Morally Indefensible because there is a lot of layers to deal with with this particular story. I don't think you're ready to deal with these layers. I've been through the gamut on this, okay? Because Mm -hmm. when I finished Errol Morris's book... I was like, okay, he didn't get a fair trial. Like, maybe he didn't. Maybe there was another explanation. And now I'm like, no, this guy's a psychopath. Yeah. So, and Gary, oh, there's a Lifetime. There's a Lifetime movie. Miniseries. I think it's, I think it actually predates Lifetime. Gary Cole plays Jeffrey McDonald. Jeffrey McDonald, the murderer. The eyes of something, eyes of a murderer. What is it called? It's called Fatal Vision. Fatal Vision. (laughs) 
the eyes of fatal vision he plays it i haven't seen that how do i find that is that on youtube i bet it's on youtube that my, was my recommend- recommendation okay my <laughs> i have a book too but maybe we don't have time for it my well i mean can you just say the title <laughs> No, I'm saving it for next week. Oh, okay. A little tease. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Uh, another podcast recommendation. Uh, it's called First Hand, and it is two uh, funny improvisers, Devin Field and Greg Gallant, and they have uh, two guests on, two more improvisers on, and the idea is that they have all been present for great moments in history. Um, oh, that's clever. Uh, you know, like the Florida recount of 2000 or the fall of the Berlin Wall or the recording of We Are, we Are the World. And they talk about their experience. And they do um, sort of like a, like very grounded, like. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> it's really funny. But it's, it's funny. It's funny and it's silly and it's it's first, got a lot of great hand. people. First hand, it's okay, called. That's, yeah. And is this a newer podcast? Or it's is- newer, yeah. I think they got they have two seasons now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And are you caught up? Or are you? I'm not caught up. I just started listening to it. I'm like three in. And how did you discover? Um, Do you know the folks? I think I discovered by looking for something else on iTunes. And yeah, I know I know some of the people involved and... Uh, it looked, uh, it looked interesting to me because they were all funny people. Well, that's awesome. Okay. First hand for your comedy and then you know where to go for your true crime. We got, oh, you we've know covered, where to go for your true crime. We covered both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> that's exactly right, honey. What do we call it? The spect, the, the slurkdrum. <laughs> the spectrum of slurs. The slurkdrum. Mm, the slurkdrum. See, you come around. <laughs> All right. Okay, Thank great. you so much for listening, everybody. This has been a, ri- this uh, has been a ride. It has been a ride. <laughs> been a ride. We are Homekins on Twitter and Instagram and stayfhomekins at gmail.com if you want to write to us. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week, looks like. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to change between now and Friday, but if it does, we'll let you I know. I tell you what, even if it does... If there's a vaccine, if everything's changed, we'll we'll do one more episode. My opinion, asteroid's going to hit the Earth, but whatever. Oh, I forgot about the asteroid. That's there's also not happening. There's going to be a vaccine until, like, at the soonest end of the year, and that seems too soon, in my opinion, but also. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Paul's like, great, thanks for bursting my bubble. I thought there might be a vaccine in two days. No, I don't think there's ever going to be a vaccine. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, We really do appreciate it, and uh, we will be back next week. Until then, stay stay safe, stay stay sane, sane, and and stay stay home. home.